0: Welcome to the Taylor Method for Pain-Free Living, a podcast that features enlightening conversations with experts in the medical field that helps to improve the health and well-being of those suffering from chronic pain due to injury. Learn from leading authorities the questions you should be asking to experience pain-free living. Hosted by father and son, Dr. Derek Taylor and Dr. Hudson Taylor, and joined by industry professionals in the health field, including doctors of integrative medicine and personal injury attorneys. Enjoy well-rounded and informative conversations to help you get out of pain while achieving optimal wellness. Dr. Derek Taylor and Dr. Hudson Taylor are the doctors of Taylor Chiropractic and Laser Center in Florida and California. Both father and son duo have earned respect and a solid reputation for successfully helping people transform their lives by assisting them to discover the hidden causes of their painful health challenges, leading them to experience the resolution of their problems using the Taylor Method. Tune in each week to learn about the Taylor Method, Dr. Taylor's proprietary technology that looks at the whole person and identifies the root cause of pain while facilitating natural healing and helps to restore the body to optimal wellness without using drug injections or surgery.
1: Welcome to the Taylor Method for pain-free living. My name is Dr. Hudson Taylor, and today, uh, this morning, we have the honor and pleasure of having Dr. Farron on our show. She is a fellowship-trained and board-certified neurosurgeon, uh, the founder of Farron Neurosurgery Center, which which is located in a variety of different places throughout the South Bay, uh, Los Angeles County, and Orange County as well. So Dr. Farron has had extensive training Um, And just in just the art of what she does. And Dr. Farron, I'm going to let you take it from here. Tell us about yourself, uh, who you are, and why you do what you do.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for the honor and the opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, I can tell you, as Dr. Taylor mentioned, I'm board certified fellowship trained. My specialties within neurosurgery include a wide gamut from a wide variety of cranial disorders to spinal disorders and uh, this is where it gets uh, very interesting because I think what Dr. Taylor does dovetails very well with what I do. Uh, Patients come in with a wide variety of disorders, anything from brain tumors to aneurysms, to back pain, to neck pain, to herniated discs, to degenerative findings, you name it, and, my goal is to treat them as conservatively as possible. And oftentimes that means doing everything we can non-surgical when it's appropriate. So for for the majority of patients who see me, it's gonna be the chiropractor, in some cases, the physical therapist, in some cases, pain management. We wanna exhaust that as long as we can uh, in, in the conditions where it's appropriate. And this would be patients with your garden variety, back pain, neck pain, shooting pain going down the arm or leg, uh, herniated discs, even some compression fractures. We wanna treat these for as long as we can, short of surgery. And many times with Dr. Taylor's help, we can actually achieve this. And patients are happy, they got their symptoms fixed, they're they're not, uh, there are no need of emergent surgery and they go along their way. And we're there of course for periodic visits if the condition requires it. Uh, there are situations where they must have surgery and there's no substitute. And of course, these are certain brain tumors, aneurysms, uh, cancer that's eating away at the spine or brain. So there are some conditions where uh, surgery is the first line treatment and we take care of these patients as well. But I've been in practice for 13 years and we can help patients. Our main office is in Long Beach, but we also take care of patients anywhere from Sherman Oaks all the way down to Irvine. So we have a wide variety of uh, resources within our network to be of service to patients wherever they need it.
1: And Dr. Farron, where did you where did you do your training? Where did you study? I
2: graduated at Yale. I was a double major in molecular biophysics, biochemistry, and economics. And after Yale, I worked for a couple of years doing management consulting at McKinsey. Then I went to medical school at UC San Diego, and then finally. Did a general surgery internship at LA County USC and a residency in neurological surgery at USC with a complex spine fellowship at UCSF. So a lot of years in school.
1: Yes, absolutely incredible. And what would you say, Dr. Farron, is, you know, really your specialty? I mean, you talked obviously you're a neurosurgeon, right? And you mentioned the brain and the spinal cord and the discs. Um, that kind of covers a variety of different cases. But what what really would you say is your specialty? Is it all the above?
2: No, I'm going to say this. My specialty is being attentive to the patient mm. and putting their interests in my own heart. Yeah. I think when you can do that, uh, you always do the best for the patient. And that's what drives me. That's my moral compass. It's what the patient deserves, what the patient needs, what their pathology requires, and taking into account the whole person. Uh, Taking account their environment, what their goals are, what their expectation is, and coming up with a treatment plan that checks off all those boxes to the best of my ability, and I do that each and every day. I've got patients who are going paralyzed from severe, severe cord compression from herniated discs that they left untreated for years. I've got one this morning that I'm taking care of. I've uh, got another patient. This just is all from this. I have four surgeries pending this morning. Another patient with severe cerebral palsy who's broken his neck and his poor uh, aged mother is staring at him, wondering how's he going to make it mm. in life without her someday with a broken neck. And and my goal is to fix that and to reassure them and give him his quality of life back. So it's, it's really putting the patient first and putting my heart into everything I do. And, and that's the best way I can describe my specialty.
1: Oh, wow. Incredible. And, and Dr. Farron, you know, here in the office, a lot of patients, uh, they'll walk in, and, and some of the more severe cases that I will see in the office are are pretty severe, what's, what the patients are, you know, referred to as, as pinched nerves, right? Pinched nerves or, or a spinal yes. nerve or spinal ridiculopathies of the cervical spine and, and the lumbar spine and and comp most commonly. Um and, and and those pains that I see are, are sometimes so um how do I say it? They're just they're long standing. They don't they don't they don't go away uh quickly uh and the intensity of those pains just carry on uh throughout the day and throughout the night due to you know anywhere from spinal Senosis due to severe degeneration and, and arthritis or or like as you said, a pin, um, herniated discs uh, and cord compression. And so when it comes to severe, you know, radiculopathy or, or a pinched nerve, um, you know, say we try chiropractic, uh, even epidural or other forms of injection, um what what would be your your uh, treatment for that and if someone were to walk into your office suffering from a severe uh, pinched nerve right a radiculopathy say a say a a c5 c5 radiculopathy right how would you handle that and and how would you treat that
2: well again, the treatment has to match the pathology. The first thing is if we can avoid surgery and it's appropriate to do so, that's what we wanna do. Surgery Mm -hmm. is permanent and there's a time and place for it. There's no question about it, but I am definitely not one of these surgeons that meets a patient one day, recommends surgery the next day. Mm -hmm. There are rare cases where we have to do that. Of course, there are surgical emergencies. And uh, I'll, I'll get into that later. But for your average person that's had several days, several weeks, several months of symptoms, uh, they can still function. We, we again suggest the full any of what you just suggested, the chiropractic treatment, the physical therapist, the pain management. If they have completed all of those and they feel severely disabled, it's interfering their quality of life, they can't function, they can't perform their job. At that time, then we consider surgical intervention. So if they've got any sort of motor deficit, which is weakness, sensory deficit, numbness, or they're having severe pain that's out of control, interfering with their quality of life, the options for these patients have expanded and it would be just potentially, option one would be a decompression, taking the pressure off the spinal cord, uh, surgically option two would be a decompression fusion which in some cases we have to not only take the pressure off the spinal cord but stabilize the spinal cord and then finally uh, option three would be a motion preserving technology and this would include an a, uh, artificial disc placement or a laminoplasty so the options have expanded significantly in the last few years and I'd love to restore quality of life to patients. The gratitude is is priceless from these patients. In neurosurgery, many of the patients we treat, and these are the ones that come in off the uh, ambulance, were hit by a car, run over by a car. Many of them are comatose. And uh, we do what we can to save their life. And their families are so grateful. And the category of patient that you talked about, uh, these are patients who are fairly functional, but are now debilitated by a reversible problem, surgically reversible problem. And taking care of that surgically can change their life. They can go back to full functionality in many cases, go back to their golf, their tennis, uh, go back to child rearing. And it's a true joy to be able to deliver that back to somebody, the gift of their product, the productivity and freedom back.
1: Hmm. And Dr. Farron, you mentioned kind of three, maybe I think three, Types of surgery. And it sounds like it went from least invasive to most, starting with the decompression, and then the decompression with fusion, and then you mentioned the third one, which is which is the motion, motion stabilization, motion preserving, pre- preserving, yes. Technique. And in that that um, encompasses an, an an artificial disc, correct.
2: It can. We we have a couple of ways to do an artificial disc is one of the most popular ways to do that. It, it doesn't work for everybody, but it can work for the right person. Again, you have to make sure to apply the right treatment to the right scenario. A lot of patients come in. I want this. I want that. The goal is to give them what's appropriate for their pathology and not just... Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, not just chocolate ice cream, because everybody wants chocolate ice cream. In some cases, mint flavored ice cream may be best or strawberry flavored ice cream. Mm -hmm. So, but in the right case, you can remove a degenerated, damaged disc, replace it with a brand new mechanical one, and give patients their full range of motion back. And we've Mm -hmm. done this hundreds of times quite successfully.
1: Mm -hmm. And Dr. Farron, you know, patient, they probably ask, you know, how long does how long does a, a fusion last and how long does a artificial disc last?
2: Well, the answer is at least, okay, this is a bit of a tricky answer because the answer is different for every patient. We believe the artificial discs should last at least 10 years and really in the range of probably 20, 25 years. But we have really, really good data going out to about 10 years. Now, that doesn't mean they break down or they they have broken down in very rare instances, but it's not that they need to be swapped out. What happens at the uh, 10-year period or the 20-year period is they can lose some of their motion, just like in the normal human neck. By the time you're middle age, you do lose some of your range of motion and these discs can function in the same way. Uh, As far as a fusion, a fusion can last the rest of your life. However, there can be some downsides to a fusion where you can require additional surgery above and below that level. And that's why in picking the correct technology, the correct treatment, we have to take in consideration the patient's age, uh, their expectations as far as how much movement they're hoping to preserve, what's most appropriate for their pathology. And all these factors play a role in deciding ultimately what's best for the patient. Some of these technologies can last the rest of your life. The majority do. Some of them need to touch up in 10 or 20 years.
1: Mm. And Dr. Farron, what are your thoughts about injections, stem cell injections, PRP injections, prolotherapy, cortisone, epidural? What, what are your thoughts about injections? Do you perform injections?
2: I do perform the PRP and stem cell injections. Um, I do not perform the cortisone injections. Overall, they do play a role in getting patients better. There's no question about it. However, the patients that rely on cortisone injections only as their mainstay, I think after nine, 12 injections, there's a potential for harm. And so if you're getting nine injections a year, or you've had that many injections to the same area over the course of your life it's probably time to consider something else because obviously that in and of itself isn't doing it. And so maybe we need to go back to the chiropractor. Maybe you do need to see the physical therapist or the neurosurgeon. But as far as the prolotherapy, the PRP, the stem cells, I'm a big, big proponent. And I've I've had it myself in my own knee. It's made a world of difference. Uh, I can't speak enough about it. In certain cases, uh, it can save you from a knee replacement. I've seen it. I've experienced it myself. Uh, in the right setting, it's the best thing. It doesn't work in all settings, but in many settings, it's superior to any other uh, technology.
1: You mentioned you, and that's pro therapy. Yes. Got it. So Dr. Farron, I mean, you, you, your, your reach and impact is, is widespread in many different clinics. I mean, how do you, what do you do? Do you, do you
2: travel around in many different places? Are you constantly well- on, on the road? Somewhat. I drive to where the patients are. We, I do have long days, Yeah. Uh, but what drives me is where the pathology is and where I can place my energies and my heart. Mm. I'll go anywhere for that opportunity.
1: Wow. Absolutely incredible. And I mean, okay, we haven't even touched upon the spinal cord and the brain. Right. Um, but I do kind of want to touch on that a little bit here in the, in the end, uh, you know, obviously a lot of the patients that come into my office are dealing with the peripheral, you know, the radiculopathies and the peripheral neuropathies. And occasionally I'll have someone come in with the myelopathy, you know, which is where the spinal cord begins to, to be uh, compressed and irritated. Um, but you also work on the spinal cord and the brain as well. And so what do you have to say about that in regards to patients who are dealing with spinal cord compression? And then, lastly, uh, what's your experience been like when addressing, let's say, you know, lesions or tumors of the
2: brain? Sure. So, compression of the spinal cord is a serious matter, mm. and I, I I want the audience to think about that. Think of the spinal cord as a big electrical cord that uh, carries information between your brain and your limbs. And the way we move ultimately is the brain is the master generator. The brain comes up with a concept. I wanna kick a soccer ball. I wanna take a step to my car. I wanna pick up a cup of water. I wanna hold this pen. Whatever the thought is, the brain generates it as a form of electricity. And that form of electricity travels down the spinal cord, no different than any electrical wire. As the electricity travels into our, the nerves that go into our limbs, That's how that limb moves. The electrical impulse travels from the brain into say the C5, C6 nerve root into the thumb, let's say. And then that's how you can do a thumbs up. As the electrical impulse contacts the muscle, the muscle contracts and we move. And that's the basic wiring of the body. So when you have cord compression, spinal cord compression, that is alarming and that needs to be addressed. And what that means is the spinal cord is pinched no different than the cord that charges your cell phone is pinched. And after a prolonged period of time, that cord will malfunction. And how that manifests in the human body, as you know, is weakness, numbness, uh, gradual paralysis potentially, uh, balance dysfunction, problems with bowel-bladder function, uh, gait instability, and over the long run, those findings are permanent and irreversible in some cases if they've been around for a while and for that reason anybody who has cord compression needs to get immediate attention these patients typically need a decompression oftentimes they need a decompression fusion and again the goal is to do as least as necessary but do exactly what they need no more no less and this is a serious matter that that may require all of the above that we just talked about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now it's different than, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but it's different than having a herniated disc in the lumbar spine. In the lumbar spine, there's a lot more tolerance. And Mm. you can, you can treat that conservatively all day long, as long as there's no weakness or numbness that's significant, but in a cervical cord compression or a thoracic cord compression needs uh, urgent neurosurgical attention different Mm. than the lumbar spine where you got plenty of space around the nerve roots and they can accommodate to some extent. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So as you mentioned uh, the low back, there's a lot more you, you mentioned. Um, what did you, what did you mention there with, with, with the low back? There's a lot more.
2: There's spa- a, There's more space around the nerve roots because there's more space down there. Yes. You know? Correct.
1: Mm-hmm. There's more space and the, 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 the Bones are broader and, and, and also, I mean, you're just dealing with the lower extremities down when you're, when you're dealing with this cervical spine, especially the, it's much more narrow and essentially it affects the entire body down below. Um, and, you know, I haven't seen very many cases in which, uh, patients are dealing with, with the onset of, of severe par- paralysis, right. Or uh, significant myelopathic symptoms. Um, yes, but I mean, have you seen those patients that have been dealing with this problem for a long time and it just hasn't been properly addressed?
2: Absolutely. Or is, it, As
1: I, or is it a pretty quick quick onset? You know,
2: typically it's it's a problem they've had for weeks and months, and it's gradually getting worse. And I have one today actually. This poor mm. lady, she's literally wheelchair bound she can, she can move her arms about half an inch. It's just mm. devastating. She has severe, severe cord compression at C three, four to the point where her spinal cord has been pinched long enough that the, now the spinal cord is undergoing uh death of the cells. And what do I, what do I mean by that? There's, there's myelomalacia. And what does that mean it means on an MRI, you're going to see white signal change throughout the spinal cord because the pressure has been so extensive that now there's permanent damage to the spinal cord. The spinal cord has been thinned out, uh, and is frankly mm-hmm. dysfunctional and we're going to operate on her. Uh, I wish she'd come to surgery sooner, but at this point she is rather disabled. She's a quadriparatic because of this. Now, this isn't the most common. I don't want patients to think, Oh, you know, I'm going to go paralyzed. Majority of people don't have this. However, if your doctor tells you you have cord compression in the cervical cord or the thoracic cord and you leave it untreated, uh, you're playing with fire. It needs to be addressed in most cases, surgically, in most cases. Best thing is to get a pair of trained eyes on there so we can give you some guidance. Sometimes some of these words are loosely thrown around. Yeah. and they have different meanings. You know, we have to make sure we're talking about the real McCoy because uh, it's only a fraction of patients that actually have this. But if you do have it, it needs it needs to be oftentimes surgically treated. There are other words we use to describe similar findings that aren't quite the same thing. I don't want your audience to leave scared that they may have it, but we're happy to look at any of these patients uh, in in our office and we can even come to your office and see these patients, whatever's Mm. convenient for your patient population.
1: Absolutely. Dr. Farron, there's so much more to discuss here. I think we need to meet again uh, soon and just dive kind of deeper into these subjects. but this is a wonderful introduction, and I can't wait till this is published because well, I'll just be able to share this with all all our all our patients. Um, and And Dr. Farron, you know, how w- w- what's the best way for patients to reach out to you? Um, how do people get a hold of you? How can they how can they talk with you?
2: Sure, well, I appreciate that. You can uh, call our office, and that's 562-270-4849. 560-562-270-4849. Or you can go ahead and send us an email, info, I-N-F-O, at Dr. Farron, D-O-C-T-O-R-F-A-R-R-I-N.com. Mm,
1: got it. Thank you so much. Well, hey, Dr. Farron, I know you got some, some surgeries you need, need to prepare for. Just the fact that you're able to get on here um, and early in the morning. I mean, it's we started at 6 a.m., just shows your dedication there, um, and uh, I really appreciate your time and expertise. I'm so glad we got to connect.
2: Thank you for this opportunity, wow. and and thank you for the work you do for the community as well. And with your permission, maybe I can leave some business cards in your office.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Come by again soon, and 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 we'll we'll be talking soon as well. Thank Thanks you again so much. Have a great day. Thank you,
0: thank you, dear. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the taylor method for pain-free living podcast for more information about the taylor method and how you can find lasting pain relief visit www.drderekTaylor.com. that's www.drderekTaylor.com.